Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the thunder? Just remember when you come up. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, previewing the 2023 Waste Management Open, one of the terms we've been waiting for all early season to get going. <laughs> this is one of the big boys. This is, uh, they call it an elevated event, I believe it's what it's called, something along those lines. It's basically a major. It's a major field, which we'll break down, which is a ton of fun. Before we get to that, you can find myself on Twitter at BDNTRIC, the podcast at Always Press DFS. And my co-host is always on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how are we doing, my friend? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Um, quite an interesting week at Pebbles, the best way I'll describe it, as I'm watching 18 and just watched uh, Kitty Yama just completely duck hook one into the yeah. water. Um, that was one of the worst shots I think I've ever seen a pro hit. <laughs> that was impressive. And then he makes a 40-footer for, for par. Unbelievable. That's why they're pros. Yeah. That's like you or I, if we duck hook that one in there, it's just That's probably double, easy. double easily. If mm-hmm. not, just because being pissed off, I'm probably right. gripping the club too much and we're doing something else. So, mm-hmm. yeah. um, pretty wild watching these guys. But what was your thoughts, I guess, on the event? It was a cluster. Um, you know, they got the wind to kind of take Saturday off. Um, it was just all over the place. Yeah. I, I wasn't very uh, interested. Uh, so I didn't watch much of it. Uh, watched a little bit on the weekend. Um, obviously you got delayed starting, you know, pretty soon on Saturday. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of confused because the forecast was for a lot of wind Saturday and for them that to not have the grain slow enough to where they would hold balls yeah. a little bizarre to me. Um, but you know, it is what it is at this point. Rose, no doubt about it, got the got the good draw. Apparently, too, Rose was the guy on nine at Monterey yep. when they couldn't keep a ball in the green, yep. and he complained to have somebody water the greens. And then shortly thereafter, they stopped play completely, and then you know obviously didn't resume until Sunday morning. Um, but yeah, that was a a little bizarre because it's it's part of what you expect, right, on the coast that, at Pebble. That- I just laughed the whole time because remember when they had the U.S. Open, like, oh, it was too easy. I'm like, because the wind's the defense. Yeah. And they didn't get any wind. Well, they got wind. Here you go. Yeah. Like, right. I laugh because I live like, you know, 45 minutes south of Pebble and we have our muni and the greens are always slow because every afternoon, like two to three o'clock, we just get massive winds. Some days way more than others. I've played in worse winds than they played in. And that's just what you do. It's just you you learn how to, you know, figure it out, I guess, is the best way you could say it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you'd think they would have prepped it a little better. Maybe it's because they had to have the greens the same for all three rounds. So it was fair to all players. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you you know, you got to look at that from the beginning because wind is one of the easier things to forecast. Yeah, well, they knew it was coming. Right. Yeah, 100%. And it was funny because even fr- uh, Thursdays, Rosie, when he was finishing up, that wind came in like his last three or four holes at Pebble. And they were showing like the, the flag on 18 almost bending in half. And yeah. he could barely keep his ball from moving on 18 then. And yeah. well, he like, made a chin, like, didn't he? Yeah. And that, that's where you should say, like, hey, there's your sign. Like, let's <laughs> let's figure it out for the rest of the week, folks. Right. But um, it is what it is. I mean, people Maybe are complaining about withdrawal. This week. Yeah. It was a different week. A different week. Yeah. People are complaining about the withdrawals. But it's like a lot of those guys that, t- that took off, they were going to miss the cut. And they, they need to get to the qualifier what's going yeah. on as we speak like right a little more important to them than the the alternative situation that's for sure for sure i'm at least glad that they said hey am, ams are out we're going to cut that to 54 holes and 
that way things move along, but it was still a slow go on, on for the final round. Yeah. A lot of guys on the clock, even on the final round, which was very entertaining to see. Uh, I know there, I, I still laugh every time I see a pro say, Hey, don't move in my backswing or like they're clearing people out in the backdrop. So he couldn't see anybody there. And I'm, I know I play with music and stuff. I'm not a pro by any means, but I just, I can never fathom how that little minor detail changes everything. But right. uh, yeah, I guess we'll move on from Pebble. It was, uh, it was what it was. It was, you know, a lot of, it, what, one thing I will find funny is, you know, Thursday, I think Ramey was seven or eight under, and then he barely made the cut. I think he finished like four or five over when all things were said and done. A lot of roller coasters when it came to scoring this week. So, yeah, I mean, the, the wind was a huge factor. And then obviously just kind of the luck of the draw. And then, yeah, the, the leaderboard was, left a lot to be desired and give a shit about. Yeah, the only time I watched it basically was late night replays when I was doing stuff in my office. It's pretty much when it was on TV. So it wasn't must-see TV at all. But what is must-see TV is the Waste Management Open. Mm, and it's funny, sure. it's usually must-see TV no matter what the field is just because it's an awesome tournament. Great, I think it's a really fun golf course because there's so many different holes, which we'll talk about. But it's also just the atmosphere. And now we have an absolutely loaded field this week. Um, I believe it's like eight of the top ten in the world because, you know, Cam Smith can't come and a couple others. Um I think it was 18 of the top 20, Cam Smith being one, and then um, Willie Z's not coming this year. So you just have a ridiculous field. It's going to be awesome. What do you have for some past event history? Yeah, uh, last year, Scotty Scheffler was the champion, 16 under in a playoff over Cantlay. Uh, Brooks Kepka was the 21 champion, 19 under one shot over uh, KH Lee and Xander. Webb Simpson won this in uh, 2020, 17 under playoff. Tony Finau over Tony F- Tony Finau. Uh, 2019 was Ricky uh, Fowler, 17 under two shots uh, over Brendan Grace. Um, 2018 was Gary Woodland, 18 under in a playoff over Chez. Hideki won this back to back in 2016, 2017, 17 under in 2017, 14 under in 2016, both in playoffs. I mean, there's one thing that I see there myself is uh, it's usually pretty close. And I mean, they've had a playoff four of the last six years. Yeah, it's usually pretty close. Oh, no, excuse me, five of the last seven years. Even better, yeah. yeah. You get the playoffs, it goes right into the kickoff of the Super Bowl, which is yeah. outstanding. This year it's in Phoenix also, so right. you're going to have a packed house. When was the last time it was in, like the last time the Super Bowl was in Phoenix? Do you remember? It had to be like, I'd probably going to say five or six years ago when I'm wrong, but it feels like it was one of those Hideki years. I think it was it was a Hideki year, it feels like. I could be wrong. 2015. Yeah, so maybe the year before Hideki. But um so Brooks Brooks won that year. His that was his first big one. That's yep. right. To to break through. Um it's a Not great tournament. Field. Great tournament every year. They talk about a lot of the cream, like top like fifty to one odds or better usually wins here. We'll see. I think it's even more so this year because it is a major field. It's a legit major field yeah. when we go to DK pricing. So that'll be fun. And um past event history, course history. It's like the third most important outside of like Augusta and one other course, the entire PGA Tour. So that's a big, big thing as well. It could be because of the environment, could be because of knowing the course, could be a bunch of things, but that'll definitely come into play. And the course we're talking about is good old TPC Scottsdale, um, par 72, a little, or par 71, over 7,260 yards, only three par fives, all between 550 and 600. You need to score on the par fives, but they're like risk reward par fives. It's run. The, the 15th is a fun one because you have the water in play and all these you can get to and two if you want, but you got to attack the water if you want. It's just one of those things. If you screw up the hole, you should at least get a birdie, if not an eagle on before you walk into 16. 
have fun. So that like your mental psyche is already screwed up. And then you have the, the stadium on 16, which we all know what that is. That's an electric factory. Um, hopefully we get to see Harry Higgs and Joel Dahman dancing around topless again. That'll be good. I already Higgs saw isn't him. in the field, is he? Who? Oh, he is. No, he's not. Harry, Harry Higgs is not in the field. No, he's he's trying to qualify, unfortunately. Yeah. That's just a, a travesty. Um, that you know, We won't get into that because I think it's mean to Ricky Barnes, all the crap he took on Twitter. When, hey, if they told me I got a sponsor's invite, I'd say yes, too. Yeah. But, uh, like, you know, Higgs would probably be over him. There's probably a bunch of guys that should be over him. But, uh, right. hey, it's not Ricky's fault. You'd say yes, too. Um, it's it's a great turn, tournament. You got 16, then 17 is a drivable par four. It's got water involved. That even if you hit it into the water, you can probably chip up and save par. That's the one where when Brooks won, like you said, 19 is when he won or 20, that he chipped in that uh, eagle chip. That was just an amazing, like yep. crazy chip. Uh, so then you have 18 with the church pro, the, the church pew bunkers on the right side, or I think on both sides actually. On the left, left I side, believe. left side, right. Yeah. So you have to, you can either attack those or just lay it up to the right pick a poison and that's when we saw like the scheffler um all the all the playoffs but those come into play in a, in a big way but all, the whole course is great the early holes um there's like i think it's like six and seven are a couple of nice little holes that you can um, gain some strokes on it's um like i mentioned bermuda greens greens are, are rather large size so you should be able to hit them for the most part the greens are pretty fast but that usually helps these guys like the bad putters put better i think there's more Putts made like outside of 15 feet than most other courses because of those speeds. It helps quite a bit. They run really, really pure. Uh, the rough's about two inches. It's not going to like hurt you at all. I think it helps you from going into the desert because we're going to see guys trying to avoid hitting into a cactus and other things yeah. this week, which is fun. But there is a sneaky amount of water if you get in trouble. Um, you need to have a short game just in case because you need to save pars because scoring does happen. As you mentioned, most scores are like in the mid-teens, the high-teens. Uh, it, it's a great tournament. I'm not going to try to give you too much other course. I think we all know this course. It's a TPC course, so they are built for birdies, but they will have their teeth is what it comes down to. If you're a great ball striker and your approach game's on point, you're great. Last thing I'll mention is it's a desert course. Ball's going to run. Ball's going to run a lot unless something crazy happens. So it's one of the bigger driving distance courses. And, and it, I mean, it helps driving just like short hitters, Chez, you mentioned, and Woodland and those guys. They can succeed here because that ball rolls out plus the heat, plus a, a little bit of elevation, actually, more than people would think. Um, it, it does move pretty good out there, but it's a great course. Course history is tremendous. Approach game, uh, what kind of stuff are you looking at this week? Yeah, approach game for sure. Um, plenty of course history. That's one thing that I weigh pretty heavily this week. Um, and then, you know, birdie, recent birdie score or like birdie or better, obviously, because uh, you do have to go pretty low here to get in, you know, contention. I mean, uh, those scores – you know, range from 14 to 19 under the last, you know, seven years. So, yeah. And it's great because the fun stuff, one course, yes. no, am no Thank amateurs God. cut after two rounds, T65 and ties. Like we're back, baby. Yeah. We're, we're back. God, this has been a, such a brutal stretch of golf. It's frustrating because it's, it's two, twofold is people might be new to PGA DFS. And I go, this sucks. Yeah. Because it is a gigantic crap shoot. Like you said, the look of the draw last week was all it took. Like yeah. literally, you could have had all the right quote unquote models and stats and didn't matter where this, barring something weird, if you did your proper research, you're going to be in a better spot. Right. But it is golf. It still is golf. I'm not going to say that. Like shit happens. Right. But uh, it makes it much more enjoyable. Let's put it that way. All right. Let's get into the DK scoring this week. And like I said, and I'll say too many times, it's a major. 
So we have a ton of guys priced up and just pick your poison at certain price points. Uh, 10K and above is one of them, of course. You got John Rom at 11,000, Rory at 10.8, Scheffler at 10.3, Finau at 10.1, and Xander at 10,000. They've all played great at this golf course. They've all played great golf. They're all uh, actually all major winners uh, outside of Tony Finau. And Z- well, Xander hasn't won a major. He feels like oh, he won an Olympic medal. Sorry. Um, so what's your thoughts on this 10K range? It's just, like I said, pick your poison. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously you got Rory and Rom. I, I don't know how much we need to talk about them and their success recently, but just two of the hottest golfers in the yeah, world. Yeah, I mean, pretty much all they do is win golf tournaments over the last couple months. Um, gonna make a case, a case for Scotty Scheffler here. I, I, number one, I think he should be lower owned. Could be wrong about that, but he hasn't finished outside the top uh, 11. He finished 11th at the American Express, but before that, since the CJ cup. And before that he was third at the BMW. So, I mean, just playing really solid golf, obviously the winner here last year finished seventh the year before that. So that's going to be the guy that, that like, if I'm not going to play Rom or Rory, um, or, you know, obviously you can play all three if you're playing a bunch of lineups, but I would definitely get a little bit of Scotty Scheffler if I'm playing, you know, a lot of lineups. Yeah. I like the Scheffler call. We talked about it at the Amex that, uh, like stats models maybe didn't rate out as well because he had that kind of hiccup in the middle of the season, but his form ending the season and the way he starts the season starting to look a lot more like uh, Scotty and all comes down to putting. I think he gained like seven or eight strokes last year putting here. Yeah. And it's a course you can do that. Like I said, it's, it's a green where you can catch the hot putter. Heck the deck he's won here twice. So um, definitely not a bad look with Scotty. I, I, I completely agree with you there in the same vein. I'd say Tony Fino at 10 one, if people are kind of just going for the Rom Rory's, I'll make a case for Fino. Um, we know he's won here before. He's as last few trips here. He missed the cut last year. That was a chalky miscut. Uh, second in 2020. He, he I, I thought he won. No, he didn't win here. That's right. He had the runner up to Webb. Um, but that recent form, that's where he's been winning. Um, ninth at the Farmer, 16th at the Amex, seventh at Century, first at Houston Open. He had one of the best fall swings you can think of. And I think he's another guy. If you look, because if anything, people look at his course history and kind of get worried about Tony Fino, and that could lower him as well. And I guess I'll just mention him because we didn't. Is Xander loves this place. <laughs> I'm just going to put it the nicest way: third, second, sixteenth, tenth, seventeenth. Like at ten k, you kind of need a dub, but give me three top tens in the last four years. That's pretty promising for the uh, for Xander. He's the cheapest in this range, and he's coming in with that 13th at Farmers, third at Amex after he withdrew because of the back issues. I'd say the back's okay. That's just my thoughts. Given that could creep up at any moment, and what what a week to do it to finally trust him and then have him do it to you this week. But um, it's it's a great range. Uh, my lazy answer for this range and probably the next range is I'm going to look at ownership pretty close on Wednesday and be like, these guys are all so, so good. Yeah. But I like your Scheffler call the most. 9K range, we've got... Max Homa at 99, JT at 98, Colin Morikawa at 97, Cantley at 95, Matsuyama 94, Hovland 93, Sungjae 92, Tom Kim at 91, and Fitzpatrick at 9,000. Uh, yeah, do it again. Yeah, I mean, this, this is a lot of fun because obviously this, the names in this range alone, but um, obviously Max Homa, 9,900, coming off the W uh, at the Farmers, has made the cut here all three years. His best finish was in 2020 where he finished sixth. He finished 14th here last year. Um, and, and obviously playing really well. Uh, next would be Morikawa for me. Um, you know, 25th here back in 2020 in his only start. Uh, but if he can just get the putter going a little bit, um, 
I think he's a, a, a good GPP dart there. Uh, if you're going to completely avoid the, the 10K range or you're going to go kind of, you know, stars and scrubsy. Um, and then Cantlay at uh, 95. Second here last year. Um, and, uh, you know, I was just playing pretty solid golf, kind of going under the radar a little bit. Um, but I like him, uh, you know, obviously with that course history of, of having the second place finish, losing in the playoff to, uh, to Sheffler last year. And then Tom Kim, I mean, you know, obviously never played here. We, we talk about this every single time that, uh, you know, we talk about Tom Kim, he's gonna, this is gonna, it's gonna happen because he's so new to the tour, uh, coming off of a sixth place finish at the American Express. Um, and, uh, and then was cut at the Sony open, but finished, you know, T five at the, at the century tournament champion. So he's had a pretty solid start to his year. Um, so yeah, 9,100. I, I like him quite a bit. I expect he's going to be popular. I expect a lot of Rom, Tom, Kim, Rory, Tom, Kim starts. That's just the yeah. only, con- only concern I have there, but I'm with you. We've said it every time is he just knows this course. He's actually showed on Instagram last week. He was playing there. He's been playing it for like a week now. It feels like. Not too worried about Tom Kim. And we saw how he liked the President's Cup atmosphere. Not sure 16 is going to scare him. So going to throw that right. out there. No, I'd he's, say he's going to eat that up, man, because he's yeah. a fan favorite anyway. Yeah, he's going to he's gonna be one of those guys because that's like always the concern is can he handle the a- atmosphere on this golf course? It's not just 16. 16 is the big one. There's a lot of courses that get rowdy. I've spent a couple times at a couple different bar setups out there. It's a good time. Uh, Tom Kim's going to be just fine. Just fine. Yeah. Um, so I'm with you on Max. I like the Colin Call. He's one of my favorite guys here, fourth in my model. Um, you know, I said the rough won't be penal, but I, you still want to be in the fairways because you want to be in the desert. He's first in good drives over the last 24 rounds in this field. He's one of the best approach players in golf, as we know. Um, all 10 of the par fours are between 400 and 500 yards. So I broke up four to 450, 450 to 500. He's third from four to 450 in this field, which kind of echoes his approach game. And uh, we just saw the changes he's made. He's got the new clubs and he's playing a lot better to start the season. So I like more call a lot. Cantley is intriguing at 95. I will never count out Hideki in this field at 94. And he always seems to come in like underappreciated, like for some reason. So um, I, I don't mind him at 94. And I'll mention Sungjae because if it is a birdie fest, Sungjae can birdie with the best of them. He used to be one of the best par five scorers on tour. Um, really good approach game. And the one thing I'll mention with uh, Sungjae, fourth at the Farmers, 18th at the Amex, missed the Sony, 13th of the century. So he's playing some pretty good golf right now. He's on 17th, 34th, and 7th at this event. So Sungjae, if everybody's going to Tom Kim, Sungjae can be kind of overlooked in that range as well. So I don't mind him one bit. Oh, and I'm not playing um, JT or Victor, so you guys should play him. Um, 8K range, Cam Young at 89 coming back from Saudi. Spieth at 87, whose putter looks broken. Sam Burns at 86, Sahith 85, Hatton 84, Taylor Montgomery at 83. Shane Lowry, 82, Fleetwood, 81, Ricky Fowler, 8,000. Now we're starting to get to a little more, you know, wiggle room here. Yeah, it's still a pretty fun range, though. Uh, Cam Young at 8,900. Um, obviously, we, we know how long he hits it. Finished 26th here last year uh, and has come off the 26th place finish at the American Express. How did he play last week? I don't have that. He was a uh, second, I believe, behind Abraham Answer. Well, that's pretty good. Yep. I'm assuming that he'll be back, you know, in plenty of time and, and hopefully he's no probably, worries as far as he played teed it up out there today. There we go. Always rely on you for the, uh, the like, no, I said, he's pro- I said he's probably, oh. I said he's probably, <laughs> I'm assuming he got the private jet to come back and, uh, he's good to go. I'm with you. Uh, Sam Burns at, um, 
86. I th- I'm, I'm like really having trouble today with uh, my stat engine because for whatever reason, they haven't loaded in the, uh, the, the salaries yet. So I'm looking at like super draft shit here and it's got me all screwed up. Now, Sam Burns, bad course history, missed cut, 22nd, miscut, miscut. Um, so for that reason, I do believe that we'll be able to get him at some lower ownership. And I like the price at 8,600, especially with the guys that he's around and the fact that he can win on tour. Um, so 8,600, I like him quite a bit. And then Thigala at 8,500, he finished, uh, third here last year, I believe. Yep. 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 Um, and is coming off a, a pretty solid outing at the, the farmers where he finished fourth. So obviously the form is there. Uh, so those are my those are the three young Burns the Gala. You know, I mean, obviously there's these guys down below. I just don't really know where to put like Hatton, Lowry, Fleetwood, Ricky. Okay, Montgomery. It just seems like a high price on him. I don't know if I can click on that. Yeah, the one thing I'll say about Montgomery is if we you know want to play the the recent form game, right? Thirty thirty first, fifth, twelfth, fifteenth, fifty seventh. Boy's balling, so it's tough. It's tough. Never played here. Yep. Never but played here. Kind of yeah. a Tom Kim factor kind of deal. I'm with you. He just keeps doing it on all these courses like the Fortnite. He, he torched it. He's fifth in birdie or better, seventh in DK scoring, sixth in par fives, first in par fours, four to 450 in the last 24 rounds. Playing great golf uh, is good drives is a problem. So it might be tough to play out of the desert. That'd be something to keep in mind. But I think at 83, he's very interesting. I'm glad you mentioned Sam Burns because I'm torn on him as well. Um, I love the guy he, the golfer he is. We know the talent he is. He played really well at the Amex, like you mentioned. Uh, played horrible here in his career, which makes it tricky. The one year he made a cut was a twenty second, so that's a promising sign, I guess. Um, rates out horribly, so maybe that'll lower his ownership. But we know how good he is, and if he can just get that driver in the fairway, we're going to be in business. So I think there's is a lot to like with Burns, but definitely more of a GPP than a cash game play for me. The only other guy I'll mention in this range, or there are two, I'll group them together. I am interested in Shane Lowry and Fleetwood, the 11th and 15th in my model. We always know they have really good approach games, um, really good DK scores. It's just, like you said, I don't know where they're at-wise. But the caveat I'll mention is if you are taking chalk up top, in major-type events, these Euro guys usually go overlooked. And I think a guy like Lowry and uh, Fleetwood would be two guys I wouldn't mind uh, taking some gambles with down here. Fleetwood hasn't played here in at least five years, if never played at all. Lowry last played here in 18, where he got a T65. But Lowry is now, I believe, full-time on the tour, or pretty close to that. So um, those two kind of have my attention. I'm going to uh, keep an eye on them for sure. 79 to 75, you got Day, Horschel, Siwoo, Connors, Bradley, Wise, Sheamus, Norin, McNeely. I'm, I'm waiting for the withdrawal there, personally. Uh, KH Lee and Tom Hoagie. So what do you like in this range? Yeah, Connors and uh, KH Lee are the two guys that I'm kind of focused in on here. Connors is three for three made cuts here. Best finish was 17th and 21, so not necessarily great. But has he played since the Sony Open? I don't believe so, no. It's kind of odd. Um, he did play well at the Sony Open. He finished uh, you know, 12th. He played also the Tournament Champions, finished middle of the pack there. Uh, but really, I like... KH Lee. Now I'm gonna make a pretty strong case as far as obviously the course history is there. He finished second here a couple years ago. Um let's see what year was that? That was 21. He finished 38th here last year. He's coming off a miscut at the American Express where he shot nine under and missed the cut. Yeah, that's kind of garbage. 
I mean, before that, he was T28 at the uh, Sony Open 7th at the Tournament Champions, playing solid golf during the uh, during the fall uh, swing. So, I mean, a lot of people will see that missed cut and be like, not playing great, but he shoots 900, misses the cut. I mean, what was the cut, 10? 10, yeah. Yeah. So, to me, it's like I'm not even worried about the, the missed cut there. And obviously finished second here before, 7500 bucks. I like KH Lee quite a bit. Yeah, I'm with you on KH Lee. Loves TPC courses too. So I'll go right back to that. Tom Hoagie, I'll jump back in on if we're thinking of approach game is so important. Here he's 12th in my model. First in a per- strokes gained approached over the last 24 rounds. Fourth in the par four scoring. Just had a weird week in Pebble. I don't know if it was the wind or what it was. He got like three birdies in a row and then he got like two doubles in a row. And he was just all over the board. Uh, so he was a tough one to gauge. But history here, 14th miscut, 25th, 44th. So I don't mind Hoagie at uh, at uh, 7500 bucks. The other guys I've got clicked for now, Norin coming over here. So like his overall stats will be tricky just because he's been playing a ton in Europe. But um, if you look at his, what was he, 7600 Finished sixth here last year. Didn't play the previous two, then 44th and 21st. So he's played good at this course. Keegan Bradley, if we're talking course history, 26, 22nd, made five straight cuts. So that'd be a guy that I'd keep in mind. And he's coming second really well place of the farmers. farmers. Yep, yep. Second place of the farmers. And then I'm going to keep going back to Siwoo. 25th of the farmers, 22nd in Amex, first at the Sony Open. And he's uh, made two straight cuts here, 26th and 50th. Guy I want to ask you about, though, Jason Day. Missed cut here in 21. Usually doesn't play this event, but now it's it's elevated. Seventh at the Farmers, 18th at the Amex. He usually doesn't play it because he always plays Pebble because that's like a course he crushes. Didn't play it this year because he was flat out said, I want to get ready for this. Yeah. He's second in my model. He's great off the tee. His drives have been phenomenal for the last 24 rounds. His, he's fifth in DK scoring in the last 24 rounds. Like everything rates out beautifully for Jason Day. Just course history isn't ideal. Yeah, the course history isn't there, but I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean you rule him out. I, I've just had a hard time clicking on Jason Day. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just my own bias. Uh, it's just difficult, like especially at the Farmers where he was like third or four high, highest owned. You know, I was fading on principle of it being too high owned, and of course, I just get completely burned there. So, I mean, he's playing solid golf, so I wouldn't talk anybody out of it. Yeah, I'm very, very intrigued with Mr. Day. Uh, 7K to 74 starts to get a little different now, but still a lot of talent. Deep field. Yeah. What do you like in here? I like I like a lot of guys down here. Russell Henley um, at 7,400. He, he's made back-to-back cuts at this event, 33rd and 30th in the last two years. He's played it quite a bit. Um, kind of had a stretch there before 20 – or during 2020 and before miscut 15th miscut 16th miscut so i mean he's he was kind of up and down but the last two years he has made the cut here um and has played some you know decently solid golf this year uh jt poston at 7300 if i can find his name i'll click on it four for four made cuts here best finish was 11th in 21 he finished 23rd here last year um and coming off a sixth place finish at the american express so that's pretty solid jj spawn I, i feel like this price is too low. Three of three made cuts at this event and is playing some of the best golf of his life. Now I know he missed the cut. The farmers um, shot 78 on Friday to just completely blow it out of the water. But before that he was 12th, 5th, 15th, 15th. So was playing really good golf before that coming to a place that obviously with four or three of three made cuts, you know, he's, he's pretty uh, familiar with it and I'm sure we'll be in a good mental space as far as being back at the waste management finished fourth here in 2017 
Uh, Chris Kirk, another guy, just been playing some some really good golf. He finished 14th here last year, a couple missed cuts before that, um, and then four straight made cuts uh, before that. And he's coming off back-to-back third-place finishes. Is that right for Chris yep, Kirk? that is correct. I saw that, too. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, at 7,300, that's pretty good. Steele um, is another guy. Uh, his course history is not great. Miscut 30th, miscut, miscut 3rd, 16th, 17th. Um, but coming off a uh, 20th place finish of the Farmers, stat model likes him a little bit. And then Higo at 7,200, who had a pretty good week. I believe he played at the um, he played at the AT&T, correct? Uh, yes. What did he finish? I did yeah. not see his name anywhere near a leaderboard, so I could not tell you. Uh, well, let's just find out if I got it on DK here. Yeah, my stuff's not loading any Pebble yeah, information. We, we always do this too soon. DK doesn't even have it on their stuff yet, man. Because I don't well, think DK's even paid been, out. Should have been finished already. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I agree. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying we yeah. should have postponed it. But what I'm saying is like this yeah. fucking Monday shit always fucks us up. Yep. So he, I think he had a decent week this past week. I could look it up, but you know, Looking whatever. You're talking. Uh, yeah. So Gary Kigo will be my last guy in the in the seventy-five to seven range. Yeah, we're we're on a lot of the same guys. I like Brian Harmon quite a bit here. Um, I know he's coming off the missed cut at the Amex, but then 32nd at the Sony, 16th at the Century, 2nd at RSM to finish the fall swing. Great course history, 14, 36, 49, 39th the last four years, so four straight made cuts. I like that. Keith Mitchell had a great week at Pebble, 10th year last year, but for a missed cut, 16th, 73rd, so three of the last four years. Made the cut two of the last three, 16th or better. So I like that as well for Killer Keith. Uh, a few other ones love the posting call. Uh, course history alone plus recent form. Definitely in on him. I had Kirk clicked off too. Um, the other guys I'd mention, if you are a course history person, we've seen it with this guy before. Adam had one at least five straight made cuts, including a 26th here. Last year would be a guy to keep in mind. He's coming off 44th at the Farmers, 18th at the Amex. The Amex, obviously, of course, he likes a lot. So keep that in mind with him. Uh, Joel Dahman, I'll keep going back to. Uh, he made his first start of the year last week. At, well, without withdrawing at um, Pebble because they, him and his wife had their first child. And it was an up and down deal, but I think he finished like uh, 20 to 25th, give or take. I actually have it right here. I can tell you. Yeah, he finished 41st because he fell apart at the end. But um, I like him, especially in a course that benefits good drivers of the golf ball. Dominic is that guy, and he's also a, a Scottsdale guy. So uh, don't mind him. Uh, the other one I had circled, Brennan Todd is someone had a really good weekend at Pebble, 26th and 22nd here the last two years. So maybe he takes that uh, momentum into the weekend. And then for tournaments, I'm just going to keep playing this guy because it is the ultimate boomer bust and just don't watch him because it is annoying as hell. Kurt Kitayama is $7,000. If you're talking DK scoring-wise, this dude is a scoring machine. And that's what he does because he can go birdies and bunches and then go bogeys and bunches. So it is tilting, but like he was in the final pairing our second yeah. to final pairing. Well, it's he was, no, past he was in the last. Week. He was in the last group. Yeah. yeah, missed the cut the week before. Week before that, you look at uh, Kurt Kitayama, and he finished seventy third of the Sony because he blew up at the end. Like it's just, it's what he does. But he's seven thousand dollars, and he gives you that GPP uh, interest. That kind and of nobody will play him exactly after that. So just someone to keep. Like I would not go heavy on Kitayama, but he's got that GPP upside to him in a big way. All right, 6K range. Again, there are some actual nice options down here. Yeah, there are. This is pretty decent down here. I've got three guys uh, to talk about. One is Sam Ryder. Obviously, we know 
that uh, he kind of blew it a little bit at the farmers, um, but also Homa went and won that tournament. So, uh, but he's four. Uh, he's made four cuts in a row. He's played this golf. He's played this golf tournament four times. He's made the cut every single year, and then coming off uh, the fourth place finish uh, <laughs> at the farmers. Before that, though, he was miscut, miscut, miscut eighth. Miscut forty fifth, miscut fifty first. I mean, it's, he's he's similar to Kitayama. Like if he's got it going, he could easily top ten, but it, he could also finish DFL. So, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, Vegas at sixty uh, seven hundred um, made his last three cuts at this event. Now, the last time he played it was twenty nineteen. He finished tenth, uh, and you know, obviously the years before that, come off a twenty fifth place finish at the uh, Farmers, and then Lonto. So Lonto, Lonto played. Withdrew, by the way, yes, do, do what? Lonto withdrew like an hour ago. Well, we'll go ahead and uh, yeah. scratch him off the list. So I, yeah, that's it for me. I mean, I guess you could try to play Peter Malnati. I don't know why. I, he I, was, would. I was debating that too, and then I kept watching his golf swing. <laughs> I mean, I'll, he's got a uh, video <clears throat> with some of the YouTube guys, the guys who just do like YouTube video content. They're pretty good, but they played in the, uh, um, in the the farmers pro-am okay. and he was, he played nine holes with them. He seemed like a really nice guy. He seems um, awesome. Yeah. But like where that, where, where this past weekend came from, I will never know. He's, he's got that GBP appeal though. We've seen him kind of get hot at times, but yeah, yeah but, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. It's tough. Like I had him clicked. I unclicked him. I had him clicked. I saw him hit one almost into the ocean. I unclicked him like, even even when you watch Sunday, his first tee shot, and somehow he got a birdie out of that, it blows my mind. I mean, um, he finished twentieth at the Farmers, so I, I, maybe I see why people clicked on his name. But yeah, maybe he, he gets hot in bunches, and then he goes cold in bunches. Four straight missed cuts before that. Yeah, um, you you want to know about Garrett Higo? He finished t twenty eight under for the week. Thank so you. Not not a bad week. Not a bad yep. week. Um, Rusty Knox at sixteen hundred bucks. Talk about a guy that can pipe the, the fairways. Good approach game. Don't mind him. Scotty Stallings. Always a guy in a tournament. He had a very up and down week at Pebble, which I think most did. So I kind of take that with a grain of salt, just with the way the wind was uh, when you look at that. But Stallings, we know, is not the – like if you look at past history with Scott Stallings and whatnot, this isn't – like he's at this event, though, 21st, 36th in the last two years, which is great to see because we know how up and down he's been. But last year played much better golf. So it's a different golfer is what I was trying to say. So that combined with the course history is nice. I had Sam Ryder checked. Callum Tarum at 67 is a guy, had another decent week at Pebble, 27th in my model. He's um, 18th in the par four scorings we're looking at here. He's one of those def- – they're priced down here for a reason. He's 25th of the Farmers, miscut at the Amex, but then second RSM, 26th at Houston. So he's a guy at $6,700 I don't mind keeping an eye on. Uh, Steven Yeager I like a lot at 66. Always, let's be yeah. honest, because yeah, of his he- last name. Yeah, well, I hate Yeager. I hate licorice. But um, <laughs> he he didn't play Pebble, thank goodness. But he made all three cuts. You know, Farmers, Amex, Sony. Finished thirty sixth at the Amex, twenty uh, eighth at Sony, and then he had forty six RSM and ninth at Houston. So five straight made cuts. Um, I like that a lot with Yeager, and you can say Yeager bombs. So yeah, that's always fun. Um, and he finished sixty second here last year. Not ideal, but yeah, it's called a made cut, folks. A couple other guys I would peek at would be. Um, I better unclick Lonto because I had him clicked before he withdrew as well. Uh, Danny Lee, miscut at the Farmers, 16th Amex, 48th uh, Sony Open. Of course, history is not great, but he's a guy that we've seen play pretty good for a $6,600 guy when he gets going. You mentioned the Malnati one. 
And then other than that, if you just kind of want to play course history and just hope for made cuts, I don't think they're going to contend or win. Zach Johnson's um, coming in here. Where did I have him at? He's made four of his last five cuts here, 43rd, 42nd, miscut, 39th, 57th, made two straight cuts on tour. Kevin Tway's made three of the last five cuts here. And he's coming in, I believe, he, I can't remember if he made the cut at uh, Pebble, but 18th at Farmers, 54th at Amex, 54th at Sony. They're both 6300 bucks. If you just want like a punt, you just hope they make the cut, get a 6-6 six of six through, and you want to go kind of stars and scrubby, don't hate it. I don't really want to go below Jaeger. That'd be my two cents, but that's where I'm looking. All right, let's recap things. 10K and above, who's your number one? I'm gonna say Scheffler. I mean, it's you know, it's, it's Raman Roy, for, right? Or, yeah, but Scheffler not named Raman Roy. There you go. I like the Scheffler call. Um, I'll, I'll just join you. I'm not gonna try to be different. I'll say Scheffler. I like that a lot. Nine uh, K range. I'm gonna say Morikawa. Yeah, that's. Uh, I will be different here just to, for difference sake. I'll say Sungjae. But I'll, I'll, basically, I'm gonna definitely do a lineup of Scheffler and Morikawa and see where things go. Let's put it that way. Eight uh, K range. Sam Burns. That's your boy. He's going to come through for you here sooner or later. Oh. He's that good, though. That's why the price team, we, when he was hot, he was almost a 10K guy. Right. So I don't think he's that far off. So you got Burns at 86. I will go with Taylor Montgomery at 83. Seventy-four or 75 to 79. K.H. Lee. I like that. This is a range I like. Ooh, this is fun. Do I go Hoagie? No, let's go Siwoo. I'll stick with Siwoo. I've been riding him crazy. So Siwoo, 7K to 74. I'm say JJ Spawn. I'm going to go JT Poston. I like him a lot this week at 73. And then 6K range. Sam Ryder. Jaeger Bombs. I'll just stick to the stick to the script here at 6,600 bucks. Give me like a little punt option. You can play cash this week. Yeah. I will yeah. say that. I agree. If you're, if you're starting cash, who are three guys you're starting with? Um... I think I think Homa is probably cash worthy because I mean obviously you're going to try to go as balanced as possible, yeah. so maybe starting with Homa, um, KH Lee is another guy I think is is cash viable, um, and then yeah between J, JT Poston and JJ Spawn I mean I, I would consider both of those guys. Uh, yeah, I'll just cash. go. I'll go simple here and let you guys go high or low wherever you want. Give me Jason Day at seventy nine. Give me um, KH Lee at seventy five. And give me Chris Kirk at 73. And you can have all the money you want after that. I yeah. do that with GPP too, actually. Um, now that that's all said and done, let's talk winners. Because if you look at DraftKings Sportsbook, Rom's 800 or 8 to 1. Rory's yeah. 8 to 1. Shelfer's 14. Xander's 14. Uh, and then you got some big names past the 20 mark that make this quite like calling it 20 to 1. Uh, Sungjae at 30. This is interesting here. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this is a lot more fun to bet than last week was. I mean, obviously, if you if you clicked on Rose at 35 to 1, kudos. Um, but there's, you know, obviously, with the deflated odds for the, the top two there, it's going to make you know, people want to bet more. Um, but Morikawa at 20, like you said. Hideki at 35. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, he just comes out of nowhere sometimes and obviously has won this uh, tournament twice. Sam Burns at 45 and a little bit of a longer shot. KH Lee at, at 101. The guy's won on tour before um, and, you know, has played well here before, finished second in the past. So 101 on him, I, I feel like is, is pretty decent value. Yeah, I like the Morikawa, the Hideki ones. I'll throw in a Jason Day at 70 to 1. If he is playing this well, he's close if he is. And this could be a place for him to get going. Uh, if we do care about the approach game enough, Hoagie at 90 to 1, or at least look into like a top 20 with him is someone I like. I like the KH Lee at 100 to 1. 
Uh, Poston at 110, I like the way he's playing right now. Uh, Poston, if I have to go a longer shot, I'd say Poston at 110 would be a, a guy I'd, I'd have circled as well. One guy we didn't talk about, and I don't know where his headspace is because he's very polarizing, and I need to find out what his pricing is now. So let me click that. Bo Hosser, $6,900. And he's in the final pairing again this last week. And yeah, this a, he, he wasn't in the final group this week. No, this no, he's second. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Well, he was like probably two or three holes ahead of yeah. the final he, group. But. He miscut at the Farmers, 50 at the Amex, 21st at the RSM. And um, he still finished top 10, event, I believe. Yeah, he, he finished very well. He missed back-to-back cuts here before making three straight. And yeah, maybe I'm overthinking it. I was just thinking like a guy that we saw on the television screen, I was hoping he'd uh, – he, yeah, he, I looked, he, he's been popping off and on lately. That's what's been weird about. I'm him. with you. I looked at him too, but like, if you're going to look at Bo Hostler, um, you know, why not look at like Sam Ryder, Sam Ryder, or Davis Riley, who's playing good. Sure. Um, sure. You know, and like, there's Kisner down in that range. Kis is one that I kind of, I've clicked off and on on. Um, one, where the heck did he go? Um, Steven Yeager. You ever heard of that guy? Uh, maybe I heard he's got a cool name, <laughs> Jaeger bombs. But um, oh, man, I'm trying to find him on my DK. This is great radio, people. But um, oh, they've already turned it off by now. Yeah, but ah, oh, shit. He got on a sponsor's exemption, and why can't I find him? He played great at the uh, AMX. Um, I'm totally blanking on names right now. He almost won the damn thing at the AMX because he scored all the par five points. Davis. Oh or yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on. I'm totally blanking right we'll now. We'll get there. Well, it's because like literally he just came out of nowhere. Yeah. I just, <laughs> yeah. Cause we both are like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. Um, he got the sponsor's exemption. Hang on, I'm almost there. I'm trying to find his price. Davis Thompson. Davis. I was thinking something Davis. That's why I couldn't is find he his in the field. Yeah, he got yeah, a sponsor's no. exemption. Davis, Davis Thompson. He's $7,100. And oh. if we're talking about guys that crush par five scoring, this is true. This and is that's the a dude. super key this week. Yeah, that's like he's 50th in my model. Like, because he's only had so many rounds that I don't think he'll rate out the same as some of these other big dogs. Like, in par five scoring, according to this model, at least in for 550 to 600s, maybe he had shorter par fives. Who knows? He's 68, so it doesn't stand out. But we saw what he did that week at the Amex. Like, he torched that place. Yeah. And he still finished 69th at the Farmers. He had 54th at Sony. I don't know. Could be at a GPP type. At, at the farmers, he was four under on the par fives and six over on the par fours, and then another six over on the par threes. Yeah, so GPP style one one right there. If he can catch fire on some of those par fours, at least just get the par fours. Right. Um, a few of them. Yeah. It, it's an interesting approach with Davis Thompson. So I would have felt bad if I had mentioned it was Adam Circle at one point, and then I was doing something else. So wanted to throw his name out there for a second, uh, see where he goes. Maybe he's too chalky because everyone's going to say par five scoring Davis Thompson. But uh, it just stood out to me when that's a, such a big category. I'm with you. All right, final thoughts for the waste management because I'm, I'm pumped. I, I can't wait to watch this. Yeah. Like I have my Thursday kind of – I didn't schedule any day podcast like I usually do. I think I just want to sit and watch golf. So what's your thoughts on, on, on the Yeah, for sure. I, 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 would, uh, I would advise you to do that. Um, but at the same, at the same time, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. I'm really excited. It's a, it's a great weekend. Obviously, you got golf, and then you got the Super Bowl. And yep. uh, it's kind of sad at the same time because football's over, but yep. – it is. It is what it is, and we and we. This is when the golf schedule really gets good because we've got in just a Riviera. few weeks. Um, okay, Riviera, and then you've got after that. Uh, let's see, Genesis Honda Classic, yep. good tournament. API, um, API, then the players. So, and then there's another tournament a couple weeks later. You might have heard of. No, I've not. 
Okay, just checking. Yeah. Well, we'll see commercials soon. It usually breaks out pretty oh, soon. Sorry, on. Oh, I missed watching. it. See, yeah, I'm watching replays on the golf channel. I told you I'm missing it. Yeah, that's what happened. Wearing it out already. If you watch any like CBS, buddy, they're they're already gearing up because this is their last weekend. I think. Oh no, they get rib also. They get rib, and then it goes to NBC for Florida Swing. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's it's gonna be awesome. I can't wait. Hope everybody has a good week with this. If you guys have any questions, hit us up in the Discord or join us on the old Twitter. There, you can find Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. The podcast at Always Press DFS. I'm at BD Entrick. This was your always pressing PGA DFS podcast reviewing the 2023 Waste Management Open.